Welcome to the Own Your Choices, Own Your Life podcast. I know you are here wanting to change and rewrite your story. You are desiring to step into the impact that you know you were here to create. I am here to guide you with the proven tools and strategies used by myself and our speakers to support you in taking radical responsibility in your life and learning how to own your choices to change your story. My name is Marsha Van Weinsberg. I am a storytelling business coach, master NLP trainer, speaker, podcaster, and seven times published author. My clients have found freedom and purpose from overcoming their shame stories and learning how to share them with the world. I am so grateful you are here. Let's get started. Welcome back to the show. This is a Monday episode and we are literally wrapping up. We have wrapped up the first immersion for Outspoken, which means the very first cohort of students have come through and graduated. Outspoken is the six-month coaching certification, and it allowed me to just sit and reflect on a couple of major differences in my life before NLP and after. And I do want to share this. This is not a sales pitch. This is just sharing because there are parts of myself I don't even recognize the difference. And that's not to say that I was wrong or bad before at all. I just want to share the differences. So NLP, subconscious reprogramming, neuro-linguistic programming actually came into my life around 10 years ago. And although I had no idea what it was or what I was doing, I was diving into the work of Tony Robbins at that point. And in the world of NLP, Tony is one of the very first people who brought it mainstream. He did not find, create NLP, but he brought it to mainstream coaching and he actually normalized it, but he never called it that. And what I found is the thing that drew me to him was that through Tony's work, I understood what state was. And when you understand what state is, state is like your internal energy, how you see the world and your state will dictate how you respond to challenges that you're walking through. So state is incredibly important. And 10 years ago, I found myself constantly in a space of saying I felt stuck. I was stuck in my life. I was stuck in my health. I was stuck in like waiting for the world around me to change. Stuck. Everywhere I was stuck. Do you know how I felt? Stuck. Because it was literally the only word I said. And so I really started to dive into his work. That became the beginning of understanding what my words were, what my thoughts were, how they were determining my belief, what you speak about, you bring to life. And it was like a really profound start to this. But it wasn't until 2020 when I was in the hospital (laughs) recovering from back surgery in a space of not sure if I was going to, like, and I, and I say this, I'm not glorifying this almost dying twice, getting ready for a blood transfusion and another time with hyponatremia, which is an insanely low salt level. And I remember feeling like I was never going to recover, but I was in bed 
trying to figure out how it's going to get to walk again. How is this going to work? Like trying to consciously push my mind and body to make it happen. Our conscious mind is incredibly powerful, but it's really only responsible for one to 5% of what we create. It's our goal setter. It's like great at setting the goal. That's the vision board, all the things that you do, right? The agenda, what you plan out, et cetera. And so here I was in this space signing up like in the hospital bed and it crosses my path. And it's at this time, I'm hearing NLP talking about it from the sense of healing. And I thought, well, this is interesting because here I am in this space of constant burnout in the hospital, recovering from back surgery, having unbelievable experiences in my recovery. And I was like, hmm. Maybe, maybe I, I should be looking at some other way of doing this. I know we're not supposed to say the word should, but I was like in this space saying, maybe I need to look at this differently. Like maybe I actually do have to find a way to do life differently because I am 50 years old. I do have back surgery. I am trying to learn how to walk again. The pandemic has happened. My job is gone. I'm starting from scratch with honestly not a really clear idea of what I was doing yet. And I thought, what the hell, like, what the hell is a leap of of faith? Let's just try it. And then I did. And I want to share some of that with you because I was on a podcast last week and they asked me what is different in my life from then until now because of NLP. And I thought, what a great question, actually. So I'm going to share it before, all right, before this works. So I've done NLP training for the last three years. I took my practitioners, my master's, And then went on to do my trainer so that I could create my own certification. So before NLP, this is like real and raw, being so honest with you. I did not trust my voice or my message. And I think I've spent a big chunk of my life outspoken, but damn, was I a fighter who was outspoken. Um, I literally took every single fight that I could get. So deep down, I had this perfectionist people pleaser that was set on repeat I pushed so hard to burn out regularly that I thought it was a badge of honor that like, look at me, go, I could do it all. You need something done? Sure. Give it to me. I'll get it done. I don't care if I don't sleep like more than a couple hours, I'll get it done because it was a sign of success, which is crazy, but that's what my mind was set on. And then not only that, of course, I wouldn't be able to do it and I would burn out. I would get sick. I would need time off. And then I did nothing but shame myself for like, what is wrong with you? Like, why can't you do more? And meanwhile, if I can actually look back, I think I would do like like literally five times what most people would do. And I'm a generator. If you understand human design, I get that. But that was where my brain was, is that I was in this space of like, you got to do more. You have to do more. What I didn't understand was that underneath all of that, like, A, I couldn't listen to myself. I would never listen. Why would I do that? Because I didn't value myself. So why would I listen to what I needed? But I was in this constant spiral energy of proving myself worth. And if you're honestly in a spiral trying to prove yourself worth, you are proving to, I don't know, some imaginary people out there, but you're proving yourself because you don't approve of yourself. I don't know who said that. I heard that years ago and it landed for me. You are constantly trying to prove yourself because you don't approve of yourself. And that was just a like, oh, I think that was for me. So I made my thoughts, I made my results mean something about me and my self-worth. I believed limiting beliefs. I believed that they were true. 
I actually thought it was weak to even have limiting beliefs. I'm like, well, you just push past that. You just change that. You change the story, right? It was like the queen of changing the story. Change your story. Own your choices. Own your life. Literally this entire platform. And in that space, I was the queen of like, just make the story differently. (laughs) I'm just laughing at myself. That's who I was. And I believed that buying into those limiting beliefs was weak. That was weak. You don't do that. It's just weak. And I then subconsciously let that predict my success or lack of success. I was on this constant search for more strategy because I was convinced I was missing strategy. I was missing the pieces that would help me to move my blocks, right? Lots of coaches still talk about blocks. I have this issue with saying blocks because I don't think that that's, um, it's a bit manipulative and it's a bit uh, controlling and it's not productive. And I don't think that it's very fair, to be honest. So I think we're all working through different parts of our story, but it doesn't mean it's a block. Like it doesn't mean you can't move past it. It doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you, but that's where my mind was at. I figured another coach, another program would have the answer. I was missing something, right? It's because I was missing it. I didn't have the knowledge. And when you search for and you sign up for all of these things out of a space of lack, you're never going to find what you're looking for. You're not because you're not going internal first. I did not know how to listen. I didn't know how to ask, ask. I didn't know how to respect what I needed. And I definitely did not know how to listen. These decisions were coming from a space of lack. They were not coming from a space of empowerment, which is why I will never convince somebody to join one of my containers or one of my programs because I only want people to make a decision out of a space of empowerment, literally out of a space of empowerment. And I think if you toxically push someone into joining one of your programs, like manipulatively, what happens is that actually becomes toxic money and it, it, nobody wins, like nobody wins. So it's really interesting. That's how my brain sees it now. And it is something I've been told because of that mindset, I have a money block. I have actually, I've been told that recently. Um, I don't buy that, but you know, thanks for your opinion. So I will only make those decisions out of a space of empowerment. Let's fast forward to after NLP. And I'm talking about like not just taking a course and learning it. I'm talking about taking the course, learning it, integrating it in all areas of my life in order to make it, like have it be part of who I am. So everything requires integration. You could take lots of courses. You can, like God knows I've taken so many. You could take lots of courses, but if you're not integrating that into your life, who you are, that means you're embodying it. You're practicing what you preach, right? You're actually like walking the talk. You're doing it. So after NLP, and this is incorporating it for three years after learning, because I'm still always learning, is I'm not going to tell you it's perfectly smooth because I am not going to lie to you, right? I don't lie. That's ridiculous. In fact, I'm going to tell you that we have been walking through one of the toughest years we've walked through in a long time with so many challenges and things that are being like thrown at us left, right, and center. Combine that with like, it's been a big year, right? This is like almost like year three post-pandemic. I'm not going to go there. And it's been challenging but I can recognize that and I can see it. And I'm so damn proud of myself for how I've been navigating. I can honestly say that. I trust my voice. I trust my message. 
and I live my life outspoken. I I think I do 99% of the time. Nothing. I'm never going to say perfect, but 99% of the time. But I've learned how to be outspoken, not in the reactive space, like the waste energy, like breathe fire space that I used to. Now I honor my voice, my energy, and my message. I pick my battles. I literally do. I don't fly up the handle. I don't like breathe fire on every single fight that crosses my path. I don't because I value my energy. And that is such a massive shift. I pick those battles, right? I listen way more than I ever used to. And I honor and value what I need. I prioritize rest and self-care, healing and subconscious reprogramming tools. Like I prioritize them. Like I used to prioritize my strength workouts and my running workouts. Like I prioritize my subconscious work, my mental health more than I ever used to. It's like the missing link. It's something that I just did not value before. I recognize my thoughts. I see them as thoughts. They're like clouds that move through. But those limiting thoughts that want to anchor in plants, grow roots, and take up me, I don't take up space in my life and my body. I don't, we don't let that happen. Instead, I recognize that my thoughts are the building blocks to belief. That's what they are. My beliefs come from my thoughts. So if I want to change my beliefs, it comes from my thoughts. Rewriting and reprogramming new empowering thoughts. <laughs> Hello, subconscious reprogramming. That's literally what it is. Subliminals, hypnosis are going daily in my world, daily. And I cannot tell you the difference that they have made. Massive difference in my life. Limiting beliefs, I see them, I honor them. I know they're part of my makeup. They're part of my old story. But I don't resist them like I used to. I don't judge them. I don't shame myself for having them. And I don't criticize myself. I see them. I use my tools to go to the root of the cause with the techniques that I have access to to create lasting change in my life. And I understand the power of my subconscious mind to support my conscious mind in going after my goal. Remember when I said to you earlier, your conscious mind is your goal setter. That's the one that makes the vision boards and maps out your schedule. Your subconscious mind is your goal getter. Without the goal getter, the goal setter can set the prettiest vision board she wants and it will not matter. That goal getter has got to be on board, has to be on board. 100% has to be on board. So this are some of the things that have changed in my life. And yeah, it's taken me five decades to learn them. Just being real, five decades, that's all. And I would love to shorten that learning curve for you. It is very possible, but it requires work. I would love to see you commit to yourself and your growth like no one's business. (laughs) Commit to yourself because that's where the game changes. It absolutely is where the game changes. This is the work that we do in Outspoken. Outspoken kicks off the second cohort in January. You can still save $1,000 in the show notes. Or if you have any questions, just DM me and I'll answer them for you. If you want to try a little bundle, an Outspoken, building Outspoken self-belief in yourself, there's an audio bundle in the show notes. It is a hypnosis and two subliminals, two and a half hours of content. I think it's $27. That is in the show notes too. This is the difference in my life between now and then. I spent my entire career believing you could change the story, because I'm all about changing stories, change the story by consciously just making it happen. And that's not true. I own that now. It's not true. Part of the equation, but only 5%. 
allow your subconscious mind healing, prioritizing your own personal growth, understanding the power of your thoughts, empowering yourself, working with supporting yourself subconsciously is where the change comes in. This is the long lasting change. And this is actually how you change the story. This is literally the work that we do at Outspoken. So whether it's for you or not, link is in the show notes. If not, I hope you found some value in today and you actually could see yourself in my story because I guarantee you, I know I'm not alone. Thank you so much for being here. Have an incredible day. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Own Your Choices, Own Your Life. If you love this episode, I invite you to tag me on social media with your takeaways or share it with a friend. Please, if you feel called, take 30 seconds to leave a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. Until next time, remember when you own your choices, you truly own your life. Mm -hmm.